Hello and welcome to the SJ Chronicles. It is 10.50pm on Wednesday the 1st of November. So last night was Halloween. Um, and I'm going to have to have a little bit of a rant. <laughs> um, you know, it's no secret that very many animals um, get very, very distressed by the whole fireworks phenomenon that seems to go on intermittently for sometimes two weeks around this time of the year. Um, And this includes both domesticated companion animals, but also, you know, obviously animals out in the wild. Um, And obviously I can't speak to every species and every animal, but certainly, you know, there's plentiful evidence for some animals getting very distressed and scared. Think about the horses out in the fields, um, but also think about our own dogs and cats that live with us. Maybe cats to a lesser degree. I'm sure, you know, overall probably cats are just less fussed. I know Lucky um, is relatively unfussed, but Max, you know, um, my dog that that we used to have, um, he used to get quite concerned, but, you know, compared to some of the dogs I know of and people that I've spoken to and engaged with and indeed in the past years ago when I used to do day practice work um, you know clients that we've seen dogs get very distressed and you will find uh, including more, including quite recently you know <laughs> drugs to sedate them to try and help them cope with the anxiety and the distress of fireworks um, and you know then then there's sort of non pharmaceutical products available and behavioral modification therapy and all this kind of stuff um and you might say shane and that's all part of human celebration and society and tradition and whatever um my honest response to that is i couldn't give a crap about all of that um what i wanted to rant about to a degree was just i find it i don't know i don't know i find it disturbing to see all these veterinary practices trawling out halloween celebrations and best wishes and so forth on social media um, and I would think that they should be the bastions of people that should be standing up against this and going, you know, what about the animals? Um, I'm not going to expand that argument to other other things because otherwise um, this will become an advocacy episode rather than um, just an observation about last night. But um, yeah, I must admit, I just find it hugely weird and ironic that people that are supposed to prioritise animal welfare um, sort of be sort of you know engaging with the celebration of something that distresses so many animals um sometimes horribly horribly so you know and i know for example on the ralph site there are often people that just post about you know how they wish this time of the year would just be over and done with and the, you know the distress that their um companions feel anyway rant over uh, on that score hope you had a good day today um i managed to go to the gym today so that was good um did lots of different things today, but a fair amount of the time that I did spend working today was spent preparing the CPD for tomorrow evening. I'm doing something a little bit different in the sense that it's two hours and I'm spending the first hour talking about kind of core principles, the second hour talking about um, four common emergency problems. But the time allocation I've given myself means that I'm very much going to be doing a sort of high level Uh, discussion I hope Um, you know just picking out some key points 
and discussion points rather than trying to start at the beginning and go all the way through. Um, for example, the common emergencies, I would normally do an hour per emergency and here I'm doing four in an hour. So clearly we're not <laughs> going to go through that much detail. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out because it's something I haven't quite done in this format before. Even after all these years of teaching, I'm always trying to tweak things to try and get a different experience for the people attending. And, um, you know, as I said yesterday, I think there's... Well, actually, I haven't said, have I? Um, <laughs> so I had an email from the organiser uh, yesterday saying that um, they had capped the attendance because of the venue size um, and, you know, that... Um, they were very happy to see that the event is fully booked out a couple of weeks ago. I'm going to pop back in uh, on the other side of the interlude and carry on telling you about this CPD event tomorrow, so I'll catch you in a second. Yeah, so I was saying be uh, before the break that um, the organisers had capped the numbers at 60 people. Um, and they were very pleased to see that the uh, were fully booked out a couple of weeks ago, which apparently is well above their average attendance, um, which is obviously great. And uh, so it's going to be interesting to see whether, you know, even with an audience of 60, it's possible to get some engagement and discussion going um, rather than it being too one-sided. And um, I think it should be fine, actually. We'll see. And remember I said, mentioned a while ago that I've sent um, the attendees, you know, some pretty comprehensive notes at least two or three weeks ago now. Um, so hopefully, you know, some of them will have some questions. And, and to be honest, if it ends up being a Q&A more than anything else, that would be fine too and great, I think. Um, so yeah, we'll see how that goes tomorrow evening and I'll obviously let you know uh, when I get back home tomorrow night. Um, a couple of other things today that came up that I was thinking about. Um, one is this whole thing that, you know, a lot of the stuff that, you know, I talk about and many other people talk about, um, no one is, you know, when it comes to all kinds of life and philosophizing and motivation and personal development and all these kinds of issues, um, no one is creating anything unique or reinventing the wheel as much as anyone would like to think that they might be. Um, so many of these concepts have been around for thousands of years. Um, depending on who you listen to and what you watch, maybe millions of years, maybe billions of years. Um, and, you know, so it's interesting that this whole movement and kind of these sorts of concepts um, on the face of it maybe sort of has gained more momentum in recent years but really these are old old concepts um, from ancient times if you like that are just being repurposed and repackaged and the thing is that's sort of fine to some extent in that um, you know everybody probably appeals to a different audience or has a different circle or network um, and I was thinking about this because Leila was telling me today about a friend of hers from a while back that um, based in Africa and you know she's doing a lot of stuff around entrepreneurship and so on uh, and business etc and you know sounds from the sounds of it it's got a pretty decent following and um, an audience and so you know we were just talking aloud about the fact that no one's really doing anything original it's just how they are presenting it in their own way and to people that you know seem to resonate with them 
And then there are definitely some people that have the ability to cross over across all demographics and um, cultures and so on and appeal to lots of people. So that was one thing. The, the other thing was um, we were having a conversation today with, with a woman um, who's in a position where she wants to stop doing some work for somebody, but she doesn't feel able to tell this person that she wants to stop doing work for him because she's got a friendship with his mum and um, to some extent feels obligated to his mum because of some favour that his mum did for her and her family some time ago. But also she's got a friendship and she, you know, her, this person's mum helps her out sometimes and, you know, um, so she has this kind of very negative and stressful experience around doing this work for this person really kind of wants to tell him that she no longer wants to work for him. On the face of it, you know, there was a lot of but this and but that, and a lot of that seemed to be to do with his mum. How much of it is fear of the encounter of actually just telling him? Um, you know, it was kind of really interesting to see, because I, I think often to, we may not all, we may not all agree on what is the right thing to do and what is the obvious thing to do in any situation, but we possibly all know to some extent what we think we should be doing. And what is it that stops us from actually doing that thing and, and the fear and the emotions and the baggage and the concerns and considerations and that whole thing. And we're basically saying like, you don't need this negative energy in your life, just cut it off, you know? Get rid of it, pull off the band-aid as it were. Time will pass and this big escalation you've got in your mind about how it's all gonna be, it really won't be that way. Um, it'll just pass by and then We'll be out with the negativity. Anyway, I will uh, catch you again tomorrow. So in the meantime, take chances, be compassionate, live in a beautiful state, have an open heart and an open mind.